Thank you, podcast. Well, let's get the big one going here with the stream yard. We're about to go live there. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Going to talk about a major sell in the sports world, it's particularly my world. People who uh, are independent, they're doing it on their own. They're not going the traditional route. Talk about that. Clay Travis and Outkick selling uh, to an undisclosed amount to Fox, his website. Also going to get in. Jenny Buss not putting Jerry West, the owner, Jenny Buss, not putting Jerry West in her uh, top five Laker of all time. She didn't put Shaq in there. We'll go over that a little bit later. And also um, talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. I had a big take I was going to have until I saw some stuff today. And I'm like, I'm not sure about that. I'm just not sure. But first, like the title says, $38 million, say it out loud, take the emotions out of it, everybody. Take the emotions out of it. Aaron Rodgers. $38 million plus, there's a new report that just came out this afternoon. I'll talk about it in a minute. For a quarterback that's 38 years old, okay? Two broken uh, collarbones in the last four years. And with the team that, uh, and he's making $38 million of a $182 million salary cap. If you, if you could take the motion out of it, and I've learned to do this, folks, from playing fantasy, playing high-stakes fantasy football. I'm playing for million-dollar tournaments now because I want to do this full-time and have a, have a three-hour show. Uh, but what I learned from playing high-stakes fantasy is take the emotion out, folks. And $38 million for um, a 38-year-old plus quarterback. Now, there's a report out today off the Athletic. According to the Athletic, the Packers got so desperate to fix things with Rodgers, they offered to make him the highest-paid quarterback. This report doesn't say when the offer came. They want to reportedly be willing to give him more than $45 million, which would put him that much more over the cap. And since I last talked to you all Tuesday night, folks, there are also been reports he's telling uh, potential free agents that he's not going to be back there. Uh, he's making these comparisons to this uh, general manager, Gutenholz, or whatever his name is, to Jerry Krause of the Chicago Bulls. Now, James Jones says it's salvageable, and some others are saying that is. But once you say that out loud, her team, $38 million for a 38-year-old-plus quarterback, it does, after you take the emotions out, and look at this from a business perspective. 
It don't make a lick of sense, my friends. It does not make a lick of sense. And now, like I said, the athletics report, there's <laughs> now to want to make him pay him more than than um than Patrick Mahomes. And and like I said, there, there's other reports now that you know they're wanting to pay him even more money. Uh I was looking at some of the similar situations. I feel like from what I'm hearing and seeing that Pickles, good to see you. This reminds me, as this continues to evolve and develop, this reminds me of Carson Palmer, Pickles, back in 2000, and I want to say 10. He had already, this guy was the number one pick overall in 2003, he had already accumulated over $130 million from the Cincinnati Bengals. And he says, I'm done with you all. I will retire. And I can see an Aaron Rodgers, like I mentioned before, Pickles, a $249 million earnings and counting can walk away. He's going to get a lot of TV offers. Uh, you know, he, he's such a big household name. He'll get a number of, of uh, broadcasting deals. I'm not even mentioning acting stuff. He was an extra in Game of Thrones last year. Nobody's talking about this. So this very much reminds me of a Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer had made $103 million, and he says, I'm not playing with you all. I'll retire. And finally, the Mike Brown, the owner of Cincinnati, traded him to the Raiders. Uh, he mailed it in for a Raiders uh, for about a year and a half or so. And then he went on and they, they picked him up at, at uh, Arizona and got second life under uh, the guy that's a coach now for Tampa. And they got to an NFC championship game. He had plenty left in the tank. But I was thinking about this situation. Baron Rodgers will be 38 years old in December. And this Brian Gutenholst, Gutenkost, cost or whatever. He's 47. Matt LaFleur is 41. He thinks he's smarter than both of these guys. But this um, this general manager, you know, he, he's been there for three years as the general manager. And he is Bruce Arians. Thank you, Pickles. He's been there for three years as a GM. He's worked under Ron Wolf a great general manager since 1991 for uh, Green Bay, uh, Ted Thompson and Reggie McKenzie. He's none of those people. Remember that guy says, I know John Kennedy. You're not John Kennedy. He's none of those people. Bringing in players like Corey uh, uh, Dillon or whatever his name is, uh, that, that running back had one or two good games the whole season. It looked like he's overweight and he's slow-footed. He is no Derrick Henry. Uh, it looks like he may have missed out on Jordan Love, who is a third-string player. And, it, it, you know, and, and I like Rodgers. He's amazing. I, 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 and I was talking to a good friend of mine who is straight up from Wisconsin. She's 70-plus years old. Uh, a couple of years ago, she went, went to the draft, folks, in Nashville, over 100,000 people just to see the air, uh, the Green Bay Packers. 
She's got close ties to Green Bay. I'd kind of like, if she knew how to use the technology, I'd like to bring her on and get a real sense of what the fan base is up there. And she's got friends from up there, and they're saying, you know what? We're tired of listening to this guy. You know? We're tired of his belly aching. And it's got to the point now where I just don't I feel like it is personal. I know what James Jones said, that he thinks they can salvage it. But Favre don't think so. And he's telling free agents, I'm not going to be there. It's a good chance I'm not going to be there. You know? You know, 38 years old, two collarbone surgeries. Uh, there's a report out now, Pickles, that uh, this was just this afternoon that they offered him over $45 million a year. You can't get anybody else to play there. He's not going to be any better. It's only going to go downhill. Again, if it's me, if it's me, if I'm if I'm this Andrew guy, who's been in with this organization for 22 years, but he's not, you know, this general manager, he, he he's no boy wonder to me. He's no, he's no genius. Uh, call up Denver. I don't even want, if I tell him, I don't even want what you, um, I don't want any players. I don't want any players. Give me your first and second round pick for 22, 23, and 24. That's six picks. We will play this Jordan Hill kid this year, and if he can't make it tough, we'll lose a lot of games. We'll get a high draft pick this year anyways, and we'll move on. We'll be relieved of a huge salary cap burden. For those of you that can't do math, he's $38 million to $182 million salary cap. That's 20%. That's a fifth of the salary cap, you can't win a Super Bowl that way. You know, Jim Irsay, I know he lost some sleep when he let Peyton Manning go. And they went to two Super Bowls, won one, went to the playoffs every year for three straight years. But you know what? They life moved on. The 49ers moved off Joe Montana. They won a Super Bowl two years later. You know, 1994, the year later, excuse me. Around 16 years is usually when these quarterbacks go through this. It, 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 the world's not going to stop in Green Bay if you move on from the guy. As far as Aaron Rodgers, whether it's somebody, I think Colin Coward mentioned maybe New York with the uh, Giants, not the Jets, with the Giants, a team like the Giants would be a good fit. Because uh, they don't know anything about Daniel Jones. They're kind of ready-made team. They got few, multiple number one picks in the future. And Denver, yeah, first and second, first and second. They got a decent defense. They got the running game. They've got tight ends. They got wide receivers. He can make wide receivers out of other people. I'd pull the trigger. Now, Eric Mangini mentioned today, former Jets and Cleveland Browns coach, said they could just, if he wants to set out the whole season, uh, go in there, lose some games, See who else loses a lot of games. And if they give you a really high pick, take about four or five of their picks. Now, that's an option. But what is not an option is is sitting there and taking all this crap, you know? He had a heart attack, too. Yeah. And so my thing is I would never be holding to a player like that, you know? 
And I got this soundbite here. Uh, even Kyle Shanahan admitted, hey, when this came out, you know, Adam Shepard is taking a lot of uh, flack today because he uh, released this story on the day of the draft, said it was no new information. Well, it was still a big deal. And Kyle Shanahan made a move on it, and he admitted it on the Rich Eisen show on Monday. Listen up. Uh, is it any truth that you, you called the Packers upon hearing these rumors about Aaron Rodgers to see if that could work out potentially? Yeah, the exact truth is um, I don't want to wake up the next day on Friday and see Aaron Rodgers, um, one of the best quarterbacks in this league, traded without doing any due diligence on it. So I just called Matt and asked him if there was anything to it. And Matt told me I'd be wasting my time if if um, we had Lynch call. And so Lynch did Now he's talking about Matt LaFleur. That's his former assistant. So they got a good working relationship. Uh, the head coach of Green Bay. He's talking about Mike Colin Andrew, which is um, Lynch, John, excuse me, Colin Andrew, John Lynch and Colin Andrew there. Um, well, my, my message to Matt is, what are you waiting on, man? You know, you've got a lot of, you've got an asset there. And who who knows? you got to be able to stomach two to three years of him being successful. Life goes on. Life goes, nobody's bigger than the shield. That would be my, yeah. Now, uh, now Pickles, that, that would be an ideal situation. I, I think I mentioned that Tuesday. Pickles says on, uh, for all of you listening on my other links, is what about Baltimore? Baltimore would put them as a, uh, I wouldn't say prohibitive, but I think they would be even money with Kansas City in the AFC. I think that would put them above Buffalo. I called for them to beat Buffalo last year, but I realized that uh, Lamar Jackson still can't make certain throws in this league, not unless it's against an easy defense like a Tennessee Titans. Yes, that would probably put them even with Kansas City. I would take them over Kansas City. With the Aaron Rodgers, and not unless they were too depleted with players, uh, I think that that would be a great play. That would put them – the defense is fantastic. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, you've got the Minnesota guy, Mark Andrews, great running game, excellent defense. He never had a defense until the year he won the Super Bowl that good. This defense may be better than that Green Bay defense in 2010. So uh, I think it's real. Head coach can't cut. Well, sometimes the, the head coaches can um, they can they can buck to the owner and make things happen. But this guy just didn't want him. The floor, well, maybe in Green Bay's situation, it's too much blue tape there, too much red tape. So, anyways, I think that's interesting. I pull the trigger. I do not sit there and be dictated to like that. Uh, I just weigh out my options, but when you got a guy like that making that kind of money and at his age, this is a normal thing. It's been going on my whole life, moving off quarterbacks. Uh, great. Thank you for the memories. Uh, we, we can move on. We'll be fine. Even my friend from Green Bay, she even agreed with it because she said some of her friends are saying the same thing. You know, uh, Green Bay's not the best. They haven't made the best moves. They haven't handled this perfectly as an organization. But, you know, Rodgers is – he's a diva. He's hard to deal with. You know, a lot of these guys are like that. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's hard to deal with. Brady's had his problem. We talked about that on Monday, on Tuesday's program. So, 
anyways, I don't know if I covered this the other day, but I want to talk about it again. Uh, Carolina had a good draft. Uh, got a good cornerback in the first round, and there was a story out. This guy, Chubba Hubbard, running back Oklahoma State, uh, he fell to Carolina in the fourth round. This guy was the leading rusher in college football coming into last college football season. And this guy, Chubba Hubbard, Oklahoma State running back, had the audacity, folks, had the audacity last year to tell uh, Mike Gundy, who I don't think the world of, he had the audacity to tell Mike Gundy he can't wear a conservative news station shirt, that that's unacceptable. And I thought to myself, I wouldn't take an ounce of that off of him. I say, son, do you want to play here? You really think you want to play here? You think you can play the media up against me like that? I would have, I would have released him. So, and of course, I'd have got heat for it. And I might have got fired. But Gundy ain't that good, anyways. So he says he calls. To, this was during the riots and all that. So he says, Mike Gundy says he talked to this Chubba Hubbard, and they cleared it out, cleared out there, whatever. I mean, this one news now. I've never even heard of this place, but it came such a big story last summer that that uh, they got a lot of free publicity. This one American news network or whatever. It was a photo. It wasn't a team photo. It was a personal photo. But I thought, what nerve of a 21-year-old having the audacity to say that to a coach, you know? So anyway, so they have the season, and this guy does apparently have some fumble problems. Kind of reminds me of Tiki Barber, but he's got the talent, very talented player. And uh, so he falls all the way to the fourth round, uh, which is, you know, one person's uh, trash is another person's treasure. He's going to be out doing a good one-two punch for Christian McCaffrey. So uh, it really worked out well for Carolina. I think this guy kind of learned his lesson here. Uh, you know, stay in your lane, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, just because your friends in the media say something, don't believe the hype. That was a uh, that was a song by Public Enemy. I think he kind of had a reality check. Now that he got drafted in the uh, in the fourth round there, that that was an interesting story. I don't know if I got to that the other day, but I'll tell you that that was uh, that was a funny story. Uh, you know, I, so last night I come in pickles, and I'm working on. I'm really impressed with what I've seen over the last two days of, uh, I would have pun a kid. <laughs> yeah, Bickle says he'd pun a kid like that. Yeah, I thought, what a, I mean, even if it's not really, uh, that's just something about that. Even if it's my pile, it's, it, it, what, what audacity, Stillwater. Yeah, I, you know, you know, Gundy handled it pretty good, though, for him. So I was going to come in and I was going to make a hot take. I know that people are really high on Milwaukee right now. Uh, Mac and Jack have brought it up on no program. Colin Coward's got Milwaukee as a sleeper to win the finals this year. Now, P.J. Tucker, excuse me, 
B.J. Tucker and, and uh, Drew Holiday have made a big difference. They beat Brooklyn twice. Uh, Tucker is putting some great defense on Kevin Durant. Uh, they are looking like a team that could go all the way. Uh, Giannis is playing at a really high level. Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan's having an awful time guarding him. But I thought maybe he was just a little too hot. It was a it was a heat check, and he was killing it on on Sunday night, uh, Giannis or Sunday afternoon. But then they turn around and beat him again, and uh, <laughs> and I was going to make that same statement until I heard this. Until I heard this guy, uh, I was telling a girl at work this. She said she met him at a uh, nightclub in Vegas, a friend of mine, and it's uh, a. a and she said he was um, he was trying to hit on her, and she said she wasn't having it. But this is James Harden. This was today. Listen up. Very, very, very confident. I'm uh, coming back. I guess the mark that I have to hit is the the, the work that I did today. Um, I have a couple of those without any 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 feeling, um, and that's that's pretty much the mark. But. I'm fairly well, very confident that I'll be back before postseason. Um, yeah, and I'm looking at his face, and this guy has not gained any weight. I'm talking about James Harden, and he is looking sharp. I thought, man, he's probably just wanting to take some time off. He's probably overplaying this hamstring injury, but if he comes back as good as Milwaukee's playing, folks. I still think they're going to go to the finals. I still think they can win it. Uh, I know that they're not a great defensive team, but we forget how well they've played with James Harden. Now, I know they've only played the three, Irvin, Durant, and Harden. They've only played seven games together. And I'll tell you guys that it is um, it is a um, – it's tough to do, and defense is communication uh, and effort, and I think they'll turn it on. I could be way off here, but when I heard that out of Harden, now Le- LeBron's saying he's going to come back next week or whatever. Uh, he's saying that he's sore, and he don't think he's ever going to be 100%. But I, like I said the other day, I still think it's wide open in the West. But I was going to put – now the seating – in the East, you know, I was going to put uh, Philly over Milwaukee in a close final, but, you know, the, the one seed keeps changing in the East. I think it's going to come down to actual seeding in the East and the same in the West. I had to change my – I was working on it for the West, and I had to change my West because uh, Utah is now back to being number one. So it's what if this person's injury, what if this person comes back like Donovan Mitchell has been out for a few weeks. So we cannot figure out what the deal is with with, with Utah uh, with him being out. Now, Michael Porter Jr. is playing out of this world, Pickles, you know, and that's what I'm thinking. He's saying, Pickle's saying Milwaukee's a lousy road team. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can get 38 to 40 points every night out of Giannis. 
Uh, I know that Blake Griffin did a better job on him, and I would double him, and, and I do everything I can. Uh, it, it, it's just, but uh, you put Harden back, and he looks good. That video I played, that was to this afternoon. Uh, he's saying that I'm going to be back. Uh, I'm, I'm be back before the play. Harden is a machine, man. I mean, you put Harden in that game on Sunday, which I had a few fantasy players in that game. It was a great game. Great game. It was a duel back and forth. Uh, Giannis had a very Michael Jordan-like type of game. And I was thinking if you put Harden in that game, that's a different result. Yeah, he just he, – he scores when they can't score. He gets to the line when, when nobody else scores, you know. And, and, and Middleton is very uh, uh, hot and cold. Um, hold on, everybody. Let me, let me change out my uh, – let me change out my next uh, thing here. Stand by. Got to do, 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 do. All right. Now I'm back. But I, I just cannot, I cannot put a prediction on this thing. Uh, I don't know who's being honest about who. Um, I don't know. Who's being honest about how bad their injury really is? I think LeBron's probably being honest because he wants to get out there and play. But I'm not sure about these other players. Like I said, the thin face of Harden looks like he's been running. He's been working out. I remember Michael Jordan mentioned this. He'd been playing for weeks. This was on the last dance when he was um, out during that ankle injury. He was not supposed to be doing that. It was That could have been career-ending. But he was playing. Uh, he was playing in North Carolina, and nobody knew about it. And he was ready, but uh, the owner wouldn't let him do it. They, they talked about the jelly beans and and the deadly jelly beans and all this stuff. It was a great story, but I thought that was pretty interesting. I got a feeling this is one of those. Uh, yeah, LeBron says he's been sore all year. Uh, so, but so, uh, like I said the other day, Kawhi Leonard has got a sore foot. Uh, he's been playing through injury. But if Harden's back, I don't. I, as good as Philadelphia has been playing, if he's back, I, I, I still see him. They're going to have some six and seven game series, but I think they're going to run rough shot through the East, and uh, that final is going to be great. Don't get me wrong; it's going to be great. And the West, all the series are going to be awesome there. So I think they'll be good as well. Okay, sticking in the NBA. Now, I was reading this yesterday, and if it wasn't on the Bleacher Report, I would have never even said anything about this. But I know the Bleacher Report's pretty legit. I don't know... I don't know if Jenny Buss said this on a podcast or just a regular interview, but she she talked about the Lakers owner. Her top five, since we're talking about LeBron and the Lakers, her top five Lakers of all time. And she says that it's Kareem, Kobe, LeBron, 
magic and feel because he is the uh, well coach there. And the the article from uh, Lakers Daily and of course Bleacher Report, they both said no hard feeling Shaq. And I'm like, no hard feeling Shaq. Have you ever heard of uh, Jerry West? Jerry West, not only did he win a championship, folks, for the L.A. Lakers, but he also put together, a lot of you may not know this, some of you younger listeners, but Jerry West put together the uh, Magic and James Worthy. I don't know if Kareem was already there. I want to give him that much credit. But he gave him, uh, he put together that team uh, Jerry West put together that team with uh, with Magic and Worthy in the 80s. Uh, the owner, Jerry Bus, Dr. Bus, Dr. Bus said, uh, you and this guy, this young guy, which at the time was Pat Riley, he said, y'all could be co-coach. He said, no, no. I'll, he said, uh, Jerry West said, I'll, Dr. Buss, I'm going to let Pat coach. I'll be the general manager. Let Pat, let, let Pat coach. I'll be the GM. Okay. Well, well, they won five championships together. And fast forward and Pat Riley takes the next job. Then he goes to Miami and he's been there ever since. And she mentions, Jenny Bush mentions Phil Jackson in the top five. Well, who do you think hired him? Who do you think sold him? Jerry West. You know, so he brings in Phil. It's a story in a half about how he got Shaq there. Uh, he was willing to deal him behind the scenes. Shaq was supposed to sign with Orlando, and he's working uh, quietly behind the scenes. He pulls in Shaq. He causes a trade to happen. He pulls off a monster trade there with the Charlotte to bring in Kobe. Now, it might be something personal. Maybe they left on bad blood. So he put that Shaq, Kobe, he put all that together. Kobe got five rings out of that. Shaq won three, went to, uh, went to Miami and won another one. And he, Jerry West, said he walks in the locker room after game, said, I want to talk to everybody for a minute. And Phil tells him to get the bleep out of here. And then West says, okay. So he goes up to Dr. Buss's office. And Dr. Buss said, well, it's Phil's team. Okay, well, that's the end of me. So the guy leaves. Jerry West leaves. He goes to Memphis, a, a, a franchise just moved from Vancouver, makes them a playoff contender for a few years, and then he goes to Golden State as an advisor and builds the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson dynasty up, and now he's with the L.A. Clippers. 
This guy's one of the greatest legends in NBA history. She couldn't put him as her top five. <laughs> she could not put him as a top five. Now, that's got to be something personal there. And people are writing about Shaq. What about Jerry? You know, so I uh, love Jenny Buss. I think she's cool people. I think she's done a lot better job than her brother, you know. And, yes, I mean, the guy's the logo. If they wanted to change a logo to Michael, I'm okay with that, the way he internationalized the game and made it large in life. I get that. But, man, Jenny Buss, you got to put um, – you got to put Jerry West in your Laker top five. I mean, Kareem, Kobe – LeBron, Magic, and Phil. Nah, I, I just, uh, you know, Phil's a coach. I'd probably put Shaq. You couldn't guard Shaq during those years. I know he would come in out of shape sometimes, but uh, he, he was frustrating to watch. I, I, I couldn't stand him uh, at the time. I, I, I couldn't stand Kobe at the time. But, I mean, I appreciate all the, the greatness now. But um, I don't know what Jenny was thinking. But, you know, it's a different opinion. But I thought I would chime in because that was an interesting report. And nobody's talking about it, of course. But um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Okay. Let's see. Now, okay, there was a major sale this week. There was a... Um, also, there was reports there that if Milwaukee don't go far, that all the money they're spending, that uh, Budenheiser is uh, the coach there. He's on the hot seat along with the Portland coach. So we'll see how it goes. I think Milwaukee will go far, depending on their seating. But I'm not sure they're going to make it. If, if, if Harden comes back, they're not going to make it. If Harden don't come back, going back to that, I think they will make it. If Harden's back, and 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 if much it's Mitchell comes back, I think, and he's a hundred percent. I think I think Utah is going to make it. I'm just not sure about Jamal Murray in Denver. Uh, LeBron's too banged up, and uh, Phoenix is just way too young. You know, bouncing around all over the place. Everybody, uh, there was some sporting news on yesterday. Uh, there's a guy out of my hometown, Clay Travis. And Clay Travis is a guy that he's a he's from Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, we grew up in the same area. He's about two years older than me. Now he grew up in the middle class area, Goodlettsville, I want to say. And I grew up in around those projects where those stadium is. So, and then I went to school on the other side of town, close to TSU. Big difference there. But that being said. Uh, Clay has started this website. Uh, the guy went to school, become a lawyer, went to Vanderbilt Law School and all that, and didn't want to be a lawyer. So he starts this. He's a big sports fan, big University of Tennessee fan like myself, even though I'm boycotting them at the current moment because of their foolishness. Uh, guy went into sports talk radio, got a job here. They didn't want to pay him. So he got out of that Cumulus 104.5 local affiliate here, started his own website. I want to say in 2010, 2011, he'd been writing on his blog for since 2004 and uh, built this website called Outkick the Coverage. He named that after uh, him getting uh, a cheerleader. This guy's lived a heck of a life. 
and Meredith cheerleaders outkicked his coverage. He can't believe he, he married a uh, Tennessee Titan cheerleader. One of the luckiest guys on the face of it. But he works hard. Yeah, I like Clay. It's good. And now uh, he has built this website up so much that, well, rewind it. Okay, he wanted a he wanted more money from the local radio station. They was going to give him 5000 more. He quit. Uh, started writing permanently on his own, started his own business, blogging, and then Fox Sports called, got a radio job with them. Uh, been on there probably four or five years and uh, dabbled a little bit in politics. Mainly he was calling out ESPN for their, their super left-wing bias and all this stuff. And then the last couple of years he's been bringing politicians on. We're trying to get college football back and everything, and he's really exploded this site called Outkick Your Coverage, and now it's been bought by Fox for an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, proud of the guy. Like I said, he's from my hometown. This is a motivational thing for me personally. I uh, wish I could have the time to put in, because I got the work ethic of a Clay Travis, uh, but I don't have, he married his you know, college sweetheart. She's working. And they got three kids, but he's staying home writing, and he's got the time to do it and keep up with his kids. And he's built this thing into a monster. So he he has sold this to Fox, and he's still going to run it, but now they own it. Uh, people ask, uh, what do you think he sold it for? And I said, well, other sites similar to his, Bill Simmons, who started a website called The Ringer, with uh, it's got podcast on it and everything, uh, $200 million in a much more advanced site with multiple, uh, many, many sports sites that cover colleges and stuff around the country called Barstool Sports. Uh, it was, I want to say, the guy named Dave Portnoy back in 2001 uh, started this, and it's so last year. For $450 million, uh, Pickles. And so my guess is Clay, who claims to be a millionaire, he has sold his website and his network that he's kind of built up on his own. My guess is it's probably $100 million minimum. Uh, that is That is unbelievable. Like I said, that that's the the goal for Sports Scope to to build a conglomerate like that. You know, I I tell you, that's why I'm playing these high stakes uh, fantasy uh, games. Uh, I won the million dollar tournament last year, but 416 people won it through DraftKings, the Super Bowl. But my goal is to get Sports Scope like that eventually. I know Mac. My friend Mac is uh, from the Mac and Jack Sports. He, he started Northeast Streaming Sports. He, we're all have these dreams. More people are going to smaller, authentic sites for their sports fix because the corporate places are too, too political or they're too fake and inauthentic or both, you know. Yeah, buy them out and kill it. And, that, and that's what some of his fans are saying. But I'll say this. Clay is a pretty wealthy guy right now, and I would have probably done the same thing. 
Uh, he's the kind of guy that can start another uh, company if they try to get over on him. Uh, when you're, you're, like I said, he's probably got a hundred million dollar deal plus on the table that he's making from that. And more people are going to streaming. Uh, like I said, they're, they're just done with these big conglomerates. Now the conglomerates will swallow you up, but, and I want to throw a Mike Florio. Don't think a lot of him personally. I think he's kind of a weasel, but Florio started pro football talk. Uh, he was another lawyer. People just don't like being lawyers. I think I think people just lawyers. Uh, Megan Kelly was a lawyer. She hated being a lawyer. Mike Florio was a lawyer. He hated being a lawyer. He went into sports. She went into news and journalism. Clay Travis here out of Nashville. He hated being a lawyer. He he wanted to be in the sports uh, talk and everything. I'm friends with one of the guys that worked for him through Facebook. Not really friends. He it's a friend of a friend. Uh, Chad Withrow. Uh, kudos to you and your endeavors, Chad. Yeah, you're welcome to come on Sports Scope at any time. But it, it's just where the business is going now. In in the uh, sports talk universe, it's not what it was even ten years ago. Ten years ago, there was not this many streaming outlets. Uh, it was still more sports talk radio. Now, someone like me who did not go to a major communication school. Uh, I've, I get rejected because of that. I get stereotyped and everything. So what I have to do, which I'm proud to do it, is just flat out outwork everybody and build my own audience. And that and that looks like, even though I've been putting my resume out, it looks like that may be the route for me in Sportscope is just you know get the get as many millions of followers where, uh, you know, I've got enough control where they're going to come knocking down my door. Uh, Spock Sports came after him to hire him for a job at, on a sports talk radio once he built his blog up. And then once he got his show and is really dominating, then that's when they offered to buy his site out. So he he's really cooking with gas. Uh, like I said, my fellow middle Tennesseer, kudos to uh, Clay Travis. Play, uh, yeah, so really hats off to you. I'm happy for you. I uh, wish that was me, but um, there's an old saying, and he says this himself a lot on his program, Clay does, uh, high tide raises all ships. You have uh, people like Stephen A. Smith, who's often wrong and gets his notes mixed up, making uh, 8 to $10 million a year. Guys like Colin Coward making six. And I, I want to say it was $50 million investment for um, Dan Lebetard when his new venture, when he left ESPN. So there is some money here. Bill Simmons, $200 million to the uh, from Spotify when he sold the ringer. So that that's what I'm uh, that is what I'm shooting for here in Sportscope. You know, that's. And the only way I'm going to get there is either win this tournament or get some kind of job offer to take me out of my financial runs. So not really runs to make it where we can get more time in this because uh, I like Clay and everything, but uh, I'd put my work ethic against his any day of the week and twice on Sunday, Pickles. You know what? Uh, he don't he don't work 12 hours a day and try to do three shows a week. Uh, he, he, he takes about three or four week long vacations a year 
and I've worked every holiday for five years except this past year. So, and 12 hours a week, and do three shows. But, hey, that's, uh, like I said, I admire the guy's work ethic, and that was a feel-good story to me. Kudos, Clay, and OutKick uh, with your successes. Maybe we'll work together on something. So, guys, if you like the show, share the program. I'll be probably on, I think Jack is out of town this week, but I'll be on Mac. I don't know if he's working with Philly, uh, Jamie uh, Spags from uh, the Philly Sports Show. I think he is early this week. I don't know if he'll be on there Sunday, but I know he'll be there with somebody. I'll be on Mac and Jack Sports Show, Mac and somebody else Sunday around 7.30 a.m. Central Time. You can find them on me on that program, Northeast Streaming Sports, through the uh, YouTube app. Okay? And if you want to donate and contribute to this program, which is greatly appreciated, go through the Z-E-L-L-E app, and um, you can contribute to Sports Scope, the word sports, word S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com. Again, I say this every week, and I really do mean this. I'm working on my Patreon page and trying to get that up and running uh, to help me build this show up to be another outkick, maybe surpass my man, you know? <laughs> so have a good night, everybody. And I will see you definitely back on Sports Scope Tuesday around, uh, we're getting one week, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. Folks, we are Saturday, Saturday, this Saturday, two weeks away from the NBA playoffs. I cannot wait. A lot of competition. The NBA is getting away from the off-the-court stuff. The on-the-court actions, a lot of good parity there. A uh, lot of good series going to be set up in the East and West. And I'm going to get a little bit into it. I just got to see who's got a full hand of cards and who don't. Injuries are a big thing. I cannot guarantee anybody. So, anyways, have a good one, everybody. I will see you uh Tuesday here on Sportscope. Thank you, Pickles. Thank you. This is one of my peach ties. This is one of my higher quality ties. This is uh, my going to court suit. Just kidding. This is a typical Sportscope. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you Tuesday here on Sportscope. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, podcast.